0: Steve Nerlick, Cheap Astronomy. Hey, Cheap Astronomers. Well, it's time for another Astronomy Without a Telescope, and this time, Durrini's going to read it.
1: Hi, this isn't Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy. My name is Durany, and as Steve's still busy with his PhD, he's asked me to help out again with another episode. And so, without further ado, let's get started. Astronomy Without a Telescope the unlikeliness of being. Some theoreticians have recently put forward a statistical analysis which suggests that life is probably very rare in the universe, despite the apparent prevalence of habitable zone exoplanets being found by the Kepler mission and other exoplanet search techniques. You would be right to be skeptical, given the Bayesian analysis undertaken is based on our singular experience of abiogenesis being the origin of life from non-life here on Earth. Indeed, the seemingly rapid abiogenesis that occurred on Earth soon after its formation is suggested to be the clinching proof that abiogenesis on habitable zone exoplanets must be rare. Hmm. Bayes' theorem provides a basis for estimating the likelihood that a prior assumption or hypothesis is correct using whatever evidence is available. Its usage is nicely demonstrated in solving the Monty Hall problem. Imagine a game show, hosted by Monty Hall. There are three doors, one with a car behind it, and the other two have goats. You announce which door you will pick, knowing that it carries a 1 in 3 probability of hiding the car. Then Monty Hall, who knows where the car is, opens another door to reveal a goat. So... Now you know that door always had a zero probability of hiding the car, so the likelihood of the remaining door hiding the car carries the remaining 2 and 3 probability of the system, since there was always an absolute one-in-one probability that the car was behind one of the three doors. So, it makes more sense for you to open that remaining door instead of the first one you picked. In this story, Monty Hall opening the door represents new data, It doesn't allow you to definitively determine where the car is, but it does allow you to recalculate the likelihood that your prior hypothesis, that the car is behind the first door you picked, is correct. Applying Bayesian analysis to the problem of abiogenesis on habitable zone exoplanets is a bit of a stretch. Spiegel and Turner argue that the evidence we have available to us, that life began quite soon after the Earth became habitable, contributes nothing to estimating the likelihood that life arises routinely on habitable zone exoplanets. They remind us that we need to acknowledge the anthropic nature of the observation we are making. We are here after 3.5 billion years of evolution. But that is only because this is how things unfolded here on Earth. The authors seek to remind us that interviewing one person and finding that she or he likes baked beans Does not allow us to conclude that all people like baked beans. But that's just statistics. It's not really Bayesian statistics. If we are ever able to closely study an exoplanet that has been in a habitable state for 3.5 billion years and discover that it either has life or that it does not, that will be the equivalent to Monty Hall opening another door. But for now, we might just be a fluke, or we might not be. History has proved time and again that mathematical modelling is no substitute for a telescope or other data collection device. What we need is more data. Thanks for listening. This isn't Steve Nerlich, but this is Cheap Astronomy.
0: And that was the article. Thanks, Durney. The first time the Monty Hall problem was put to me, I intuitively calculated... That nothing had changed, so the choice of the two remaining doors was just 50-50, and of course, I was wrong. And after I wrote this article, someone wrote in the comments to say the choice of the two remaining doors was just 50-50, so what's the problem? So me, and a good proportion of the Universe Today commentators, tried to explain why that was wrong, and we totally failed. That first person never conceded the point. But having gone through all that, for prosperity's sake, here is the most succinct attempt I managed at explaining the Monty Hall problem. To recap, you're faced with three doors. Behind one of them is the car, which you want to win, and behind the other two doors is nothing. The key point to this whole scenario, though, is that Monty Hall already knows where the car is, and he doesn't want you to win it. So this precognition of his requires a total reconsideration of the probability of the scenario. When you are first asked to pick one of the three doors, your choice is purely random, and you really do have a one-in-three chance of being correct. But from there, Monty Hall, with his precognition, will always act to ensure that the door he opens will not reveal the car. So, although there is a 1 in 3 chance that you did pick the car first, there's a 2 in 3 chance that you didn't pick the car first. For those 2 in 3 chance outcomes that you didn't pick the car first, it's always going to be the case that Monty Hall will act to ensure that the car is behind the remaining unopened door. So to summarise all that, unless you pick the car first, one chance in three, Monty Hall will always act to ensure the car is behind the remaining door, two chances in three. So after Monty Hall has done his thing, you really should switch your choice to the other door. You might still regret that one time out of three, but two times out of three, you'll win the car. What makes the Monty Hall problem a good example of Bayesian analysis is that second step, in which you recalculate which door the car is likely to be behind based on Monty Hall's action. His action gives you new information with which you can recalculate the likelihood that you were correct in your original hypothesis about the location of the car. And this is where the application of Bayesian analysis to the likelihood of life arising on other planets does seem a bit half-baked. I mean, OK, we picked out our first door... The hypothesis that life always starts early on a habitable zone planet, but that's all we've got to work with. We haven't received any new information about life on other planets. Monty Hall hasn't opened another door. Anyhow, thanks for listening. See you next week. Steve Nolik, Cheap Astronomy.
1: If we are ever able to get this podcast script right.